Welcome to the podcast. I'm Lance Wigton. I'm the Communications Director here at Real Life Ministries. And once again, I'm with my good friend, Jim Putman, who is the Senior Pastor here at Real Life Ministries. Uh, Jim, this is a special one. This is a kind of a different topic than we normally handle. Recently, you were on a podcast with Todd Herman, and you were on the topic of the power that Satan has currently in our day-to-day living. Mm-hmm. And that even brought up even more questions. Uh, tell me a little bit about the podcast and what you guys covered so to give people uh, some context. Yeah, Todd Herman is a, a national radio host. Uh, he's been on the, the Rush Limbaugh show. He's done all that kind of thing. He's part of our church. And, and uh, I was at church camp mm-hmm. with the youth kids this year, and I told a story about uh, an experience I had my wife and I with a young lady in a youth group uh, years ago and that led to this conversation which led to the questions that we're getting about the enemy so mm-hmm. those of you who aren't caught up with that um, here there's what happened I, t- I told a story about a young girl who started uh, she's about 17 but she looks looked like she's about 14 started coming to our youth group mm-hmm. and after coming a few weeks she asked if she could come to my house uh, and meet Lori and I and she had some things she felt like she needed to tell me. And she said something that was really interesting. She said, I think you need to hear what happened, where I've been, and decide if you want me at youth group. And I was kind of taken back by that. And and I said, there's nothing that would keep you from coming mm-hmm. to youth group that I know of. And she said, well, you haven't heard my story yet. So I was pretty intrigued. Mm-hmm. She came over to my house, uh, and Lori and I met with her. And she had just recently, in the last you know three four months, gotten out of a mental hospital. Mm-hmm. And the reason that she had been in a mental hospital is because that's where the police and the family had placed her, because she had been a part of a satanic cult mm-hmm. in Boise, and she tried to kill her her dad, and so they put her in a mental hospital. And while she was in the mental hospital there, uh, the police were trying to to break into this group that that she was involved in mm-hmm. and they wanted her to testify uh, and there were two other young girls in the same ward with her that mm-hmm. were also a part of this group and nobody would open up and share they were all afraid they were entrenched uh, committed to their mm-hmm. cult and so the the guys who ran the hospital did a little kind of a sting operation they invited uh, these other two girls in and and they have cameras in their offices and they told these two girls that Tammy, this young girl, mm-hmm. was uh, going to st- turn state's evidence. Mm. And then he gets a phone call, they kind of played it out and he left and he said, I'll be back in a minute. And then they taped these two girls um, conspiring to kill Tammy. Mm. And then they brought Tammy in later and showed her the video that that these girls were going to kill her and mm-hmm. and it forced her hand to turn state's evidence uh, and so she was involved with a whole bunch of stuff and she's telling me this story and through all this she comes to know Christ I mean this is a big, mm-hmm. big experience in the hospital when she finally got out realized these people were in her family uh, she'd been outed you know the reason they had done this with Tammy is because she was the one who was teetering the most and mm-hmm. the other two weren't mm-hmm. they they came out with this um, 
And she's telling she's telling you she's and Lori this Lori whole this. story. This yeah. all happened. Yeah. Before. And I'm going. You got to be kidding me. I, I don't. No, mm. I'm not yeah, buying. Cold it. right here yeah. in Boise. Yeah. yeah. Uh, right. Mm-hmm. You know what? And you know. So we have to call her parents and verify all this has happened. And and of course she did really come to Christ and she became part of our youth group. Mm-hmm. Well. As time goes on, she had actually introduced her sisters. She had t- twin sisters mm-hmm. that she didn't introduce to this stuff earlier. And now she's been with us for a year. Her sister, she tried to get her sisters out. Her sisters have become entrenched. Then now her sisters are questioning. And now the, the parents are sending her to a psychiatrist and psychologists and mm-hmm. counselors. And they're working with the police. And, and so... This uh, one of the the twin girls is having really emotional problems. Can't sleep. Scared. Not, not Tammy. Not Tammy. Her, her sister. younger sister. Yeah. She becomes concerned. Her parents become concerned. By then, we've gotten to know the kids, the family. We started having uh, these twin girls as they got out of this thing, plugged into the youth group. Now, mm-hmm. as they become old enough, and you know, we're spending time with them. And one day, the mom calls and says, "Hey, they want." Uh, the police want to work with the psychiatrist to do some sort of hypnotism thing with this girl to discover what's underneath there. There's something going on and he wants to hypnotize. Now, I know nothing about hypnotism. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's biblical. I don't know. I, you know, I'm still questionable on some of it, but, mm-hmm. but yeah, don't at even that know if point, it's real. Yeah, at yeah. that point, I don't know much about it, but I, I agree to go. She will go. The little girl will go if I will go with her to do it. Okay. So I get there and meet the counselor. He talks with me for a few minutes, tells me where I'm going to sit, tells me what's going to happen. I'm like, okay. And again, I've never experienced right. any of this. She comes in and uh, I, I pray with her uh, and pray with them. And I don't know where he stands with right. any of this. You don't care. Uh, and so he starts to hypnotize her. And as, as he, it, it, it didn't turn out to be like this lengthy process. Like he starts this process and she goes under right away. And then he's got this grumpy look in his face. He's like, what do we know? He's not talking. I don't know. And uh, and then he... She's talking. Is she talking? He, and he's writing he, down what she's She's doing. talking. He's talking to her. He's asking her to do things. And then she's responding in ways that he's like, it's troubling him. Oh, I see. And she goes into hypnotism really fast. He starts to describe this safe place that he wants her to create in her mind and tells her it's impenetrable. And then he says, Mm -hmm. uh, he he asks her to describe what it is. Mm -hmm. And then he, he, you know, tell me what this safe place is. And and she describes a stone table, which then he goes, okay, whoa, that's weird. And I could tell he doesn't like what he's hearing, Mm -hmm. but he's not telling, I'm just listening. Well, then he starts to ask her questions and dive deeper. And then all of a sudden, at first she's answering and then she says, he's coming. And he goes, who's coming? And she says, he's coming. And he's like, no, you are in this safe space. We've created this safe space. And she's like, there's nothing that's safe from him. And she's starting to get scared. Right. And then all of a sudden it isn't her talking anymore. Oh, and you're there. And you're I'm in there. the room. I'm in the room. And then he brings her out immediately. She wakes up. She doesn't know anything that's gone on. She's like clueless. I'm going, was that real? Except that was not her voice. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it wasn't this big, scary, you know, like, like they do in the movies. But yeah. it, it definitely wasn't 
her. And, um, and so he asked her to, he, she doesn't know anything. Thank you for being here. Going out to your mom who's waiting in the, and, and then he starts to unpack what happened. And I'm like super troubled, right? And so I'm, I go, okay. That part I get. I, I go, okay, can I ask you a question? Are you a Christian? Mm-hmm. Because, um, you know, I want to know how he explained what he just saw. He goes, oh, yeah, all of us are. And I said, all of you are. He goes, yeah, all the counselors that work with victims from this cult and the other things. I go, really? How did that happen? He goes, let me just tell you the truth. You can use the name of Joseph Smith. We live in right. Mormon area. Yeah, right. Boys you can lose the name of using Joseph Smith, Buddha, Muhammad. You can use any name you want. There is only one name that causes a demon to shut down, go scared, go away. That deals with a demon. It's the name of Jesus Christ. And I'm like, okay, so you're all Christians, and yeah, and uh, and so he's sharing this with me, and he shows me a bunch of other stuff, um, and. Of course, I shared that at the youth group, not trying to freak everybody out, but right. because people don't understand there really is demonic forces. Mm-hmm. When you travel around the rest of the world and you meet witch doctors and you meet the Buddhist and Hindu priests mm-hmm. and you meet these people, they're w- way more open to the spiritual realm. But the devil doesn't work the same way everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, in America, it's been, you know, there is no spiritual realm Mm -hmm. so the devil plays along in 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 many of the ways so most people don't know he's like i I don't care which way i get you Mm -hmm. false gods in like they're in hindu they they think they're gods but they're they're demons Mm -hmm. but they manifest Mm -hmm. and in fact if you if you cast out one of the false gods to a non-believing hindu they're mad at you because they worked really hard to get that entity into them and then you're casting them out because I don't think it's a demon. Right. Right. I mean, but that that's the devil works differently in different places mm-hmm. in the world. In America, non-spiritual evolution, that you know, materialistic perspective. The More devil is going to. Yeah, because if you, he shows who you who he is, um, then you're going to run to Jesus if he identifies himself just, as the devil. Or the just Jew. like these therapists. Yeah. And so, I was sharing that with those kids to go, hey. You, you know, this stuff's real. Mm-hmm. I've had experiences in America. They're not always common, but they're real. And, you know, with all the movies out there that are now, you know, uh, concerning this and the, the, the exorcist movies. And mm-hmm. people either go to he's this terrifying being that can't be be beaten or he's mm-hmm. equal with God. Or they go to this. He doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. And all there is is what I see. And they either underplay them or they overplay them, mm-hmm. which led to these questions like we got today, mm-hmm. you know, based on 2 Corinthians 4, uh, where the Bible calls the devil the God of this world mm-hmm. who blinds the minds of unbelievers. Or 2 Timothy 2, the devil has taken captive people uh, to do his will. That leads to the question of what power does the devil have? Mm-hmm. So uh, my first question as, as a uh, Christian um, maybe it's self-preservation, but my first question is: uh, Is there a difference between the power the devil has over a non-Christian versus a acting Christian? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the Scripture says that He who is in you is more powerful than He who is in the world. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I, I love in Acts. Um, it's the story story of the sons of Sceva. So Jesus is resurrected from the dead. The apostles are out casting out demons. Mm-hmm. And 
there's a Jewish father kind of rabbi who has seven sons Mm -hmm. and they start this uh, uh, exorcism ministry and they face down a demon and they they say in the name of this Jesus whom Paul speaks about uh, we cast you out and the demon says I know who Jesus is Mm -hmm. and I don't know who and I know who Paul is Mm -hmm. but I don't know who you are Mm -hmm. and it says that the demon beat them till they were naked and bruised and they ran out of the house right Mm -hmm. what we've got is a non-believer using the tools the authority of Jesus but Mm -hmm. not having Jesus as Lord and Savior it absolutely the devil can can bind he can work in he can deceive in different ways uh, unbelievers who do not have the Holy Spirit working in, mm-hmm. they do not know the truth, they're not walking in the light, they, they don't have a, a restored relationship with God. Uh, he can impact unbelievers in a completely different way mm-hmm. than he can believers. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so unbelievers, uh, Chris, the, you know, the question is possession. Yeah. So uh, even this this twin that you were talking about that you that you witnessed this hypnotism um i don't uh she was she was coming to church she was becoming a christian um but she had some other entity i mean um do you know or or have a a philosophy about possession is it 100 percent is it is it um is it similar to, to the holy spirit in me uh, where sometimes I don't do what the Holy Spirit tells me to do, mm-hmm. and sometimes I do. How, how, yeah, how does that I, look? I mean, I, I know I know that's a tough question. That, that is. Um, there's different views mm-hmm. of that within Christianity. My my personal view is that a believer, somebody who has accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, cannot be possessed. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, now there are people who pray to prayer. You know, mm-hmm. but they never surrendered to the Lord Jesus and walked with Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know, again, you have to ask the question: What is a Christian? Mm-hmm. Is a Christian somebody who is baptized as a baby because their parents wanted to do it? Mm-hmm. Is a Christian somebody who prayed a prayer years ago and was baptized years ago, but mm-hmm. is not walking in the Spirit? Um, it, 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 you know, it, if you're a Calvinist, you say a real believer cannot, will not live in sin. Mm-hmm. As a Arminian, you say a real believer can walk away from God and live in sin. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe that a real believer, a person who's walking with Jesus, cannot be possessed. Mm-hmm. But an unbeliever can be. And and again, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I, I don't I don't believe an unbeliever uh, is going to be possessed. Uh, taken control of without their free will in opening up doors that, uh, you know, smaller doors before the bigger one takes over. Mm-hmm. So uh, you, in a sense, you're choosing sin. You're you're playing with an entity that you may not even know. The, the Ouija boards. Mm-hmm. There's these ways that you invite this kind of thing in. But, of course, the devil is a deceiver and a liar and a murderer. He's not telling you what you're doing, but he's mm-hmm. going through doors that you open up until he has the territory that he can move in and out of. Mm-hmm. Now, he's not infinite. Mm-hmm. He's not all-knowing. 
He can't uh, possess all unbelievers. He doesn't have the numbers to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, he can be in one place at one time, but he has his his uh, minions that can be the demons that, that can be all over the place and work in different ways, but not all over, meaning all places at all time, like mm-hmm. the, the Spirit of God can be. And so when you're talking about the power of the devil, um, he has power. Mm-hmm. But again, it, not unfettered power. It's not equal power with God. God allows certain things to happen. He allows free choice. He will allow you to make decisions Mm -hmm. that will invite something in. He warns us not to do that. He says, don't be involved with mediums, Mm -hmm. tarot cards. Don't play with the spiritual. Mm -hmm. We live in a culture that does. Mm -hmm. And when you do that, you may not know it, but you're inviting things in. Mm -hmm. You know, the the Ouija board sort of, uh, you know, it's a game they put out Mm -hmm. there where you, it's built on the idea that there's a spiritual realm uh, that's neither good nor bad. No, the Bible says there are angels and there are demons. Mm-hmm. And th- it'll play this sort of game, the, it, you know, and again, not every, the, the, not every Ouija board that's out there in every encounter are you going to encounter a de- the demon. Mm-hmm. But every time you play with this stuff, you're inviting the opportunity for that to happen. Mm-hmm. And so it's like spiritual Russian roulette. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so one time you may, you know, did anything happen? Mm-hmm. Did, you know, was that you just moving it because you're trying to play games? Mm-hmm. But you're playing your invitation. You're giving mm-hmm. an invitation to the spiritual realm. And it's always progressive. And the devil's going to use that in your life. You're inviting him to do things, mm-hmm. which is why the Bible says, don't stay away from it. Don't go near it. Uh, don't play. You're inviting a, a demonic spirit who masquerades. He doesn't tell you he's a demon. Mm-hmm. He might tell you he's your long lost father. Mm-hmm. And he may know things that that the spiritual realm knows that you don't. Like, well, mm-hmm. how could the devil know about my father who did this? Mm-hmm. There's a spiritual realm. Mm-hmm. Right? There's, there's a devil here at play. Mm-hmm. The Bible says that men are destined to, to die once and face judgment. There's no spiritual uh, ghosts out there, good spiritual ghosts mm-hmm. out there that you're supposed to talk to or get involved with. There are demonic forces who masquerade. And uh, we're told and warned to not be involved in those things. If you walk with Jesus... Mm-hmm. You have the power, the strength, the ability, and the devil will still try to scare you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was in uh, in um, India with mm-hmm. some uh, some. I was at a, a believers' church over there, and I was uh, asking them, "Do they have a lot of demonic possession that happens?" He goes, "Oh yeah, a lot. Somebody will invite their friends. Um, they'll come to church with them, and they'll start. Man- they call it manifesting. They'll start mm-hmm. manifesting." Mm-hmm. Um, and so they've got the, I go, what do they manifest like? It goes, depends on what they have, you know, millions of gods and mm-hmm. they have idols, the chicken God, the, the snake God, the, and it'll manifest mm-hmm. as the chicken or the God or, uh, or the snake or mm-hmm. whatever. And it'll, it'll actually start to act like a snake or act like a chicken or it's just very strange. And, mm-hmm. and, and, uh, so I said, so when that happens, what do you do? He said, you say in the name of Jesus Christ, be silent, and 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 you cast them out. And I go, well, what do people do? Sometimes they come to know Jesus. Sometimes they're really mad at you mm-hmm. because they worked hard to have that connection with their, mm-hmm. 
their, their chicken their gut. Right, yeah. And uh, I said, well, do you ever, like, get scared? I mean, is it ever, like, really scary? And, like, you know, and he goes, oh, you Americans watch too much TV. Mm-hmm. The name of Jesus has a power and authority. And if you're walking with Jesus, you have power and authority. You watch too much TV. And I thought, that's hilarious. Now, again, though, he, you start messing with something, and you don't have, you're not walking with Jesus. Mm-hmm. It's like you're, you're coming up against a force that you, you, you don't go around being flippant. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you better be prayed up. You better mm-hmm. be walking with Jesus because the enemy will try to scare you. But he, he doesn't, in the believer's life, he doesn't have the power to just take you over with you, you having no choice in the matter. Okay, that brings, up, that brings up another question I have. So when you're talking about gateways, uh, this isn't the question, but you're talking about gateways, you're talking about zodiac, horoscopes, yep. uh, tarot cards. Yep. Um, you said Ouija board. Yep. Um, I can't think of anything else. Well, they're, you know, these psychics. Yeah, fortune tellers. Right. And the Bible's really clear that it's condemned. Mm -hmm. And because these are deceiving spirits, they don't come with an ID card. And you you believe something that isn't true, that that some of these things are are actually okay. They're good people who have passed on. All those things. If the Bible condemns something, it's because God knows there's two categories. Mm -hmm. Your, Your loved one is is with the Lord if they're a believer and in uh, what I call the Luke uh, 16 Hades waiting for judgment Mm -hmm. if they're not they're not wandering around uh, Mm -hmm. in the astral plane they're not some ascended master as the channelers tell you Mm -hmm. there's so much deception and God is the one who created the world sets its uh, limits knows the truth and that's why you go to God's word you not play around in the spiritual realm Mm -hmm. So my question is, I, I'm, uh, you know, in the Christian circles, uh, we talk about uh, Satan's impact a lot. Uh, you know, that Satan's really tempting me for one thing. Uh, we talk about setting up a hedge of protection, as if um, we, we, if we don't do that, then we're not protected from Satan. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is the interplay? How much of it is my flesh that's causing me to sin? And you're, you're talking about did the devil make me do it kind of stuff. Yeah, did the devil make me do it? Yeah, yeah. The devil can tempt us and lure us, but we have free will to make a choice, mm-hmm. right? But once he th- once he thinks he has the territory, we've already made the choice. Mm-hmm. So uh, again, if you're a Christ follower, you made the choice to follow Jesus, and you're walking with Jesus. He has no power to take you from that. There's nothing that can separate us from mm-hmm. God. No one can take you away from God. I believe you can you can walk away from the protection of God. You can get to unbelief and be unprotected. Mm-hmm. But the devil doesn't make you do anything. Now, mm-hmm. in the case of like uh, Judas, mm-hmm. okay, where the Bible actually says that, that uh, Jesus warned him, and then there's a place in which the devil entered him. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then then so you go, is that possession or influence? Scripture says in John that the devil entered him. That wasn't out of nowhere without mm-hmm. all the other decisions. And, you know, he had already planned what he was going to do. Mm-hmm. He had already uh, made the decisions. He'd already been a deceiver. He'd all be, already been stealing from the, the money pot. Mm-hmm. He'd already met with the, the Pharisees to set the price. And, and so there wasn't like he was a good guy and all of a sudden the devil took over. Mm-hmm. The devil isn't going to make you do something, but he will tempt you out of the protection of God. Mm-hmm. He will. He tempted Jesus. 
And Jesus stood on the word. When the devil came and tempted him, mm-hmm. uh, turned his stone into bread, Jesus said, no, man doesn't live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. The, mm-hmm. the, the, Romans 6 tells us, and Jesus proves to us, that standing on the word, trusting God as your sword of the spirit, the shield of faith, is your, your uh, and, and with other believers, mm-hmm. is your protection against the enemy. Mm-hmm. And so when I'm praying for a hedge of protection, what I'm saying is, Lord, lead me not in temptation, but deliver me from evil. Mm-hmm. Your will be done. Lord, um, keep me from the deception of the devil. Help me to see what you see. Help me to, and I'm praying for those. When I'm praying for my son uh, before he was a believer, mm-hmm. Lord, do what you need to do to wake him up to right. where he's really at, what's really going on. I think my parents prayed for me when I was saying, hey, there is no God, um, you know, there's always a good drug that mm-hmm. uh, can take away my pain or alcohol. And when I die, I die. Mm-hmm. My parents were praying, Lord, do whatever. Well, in my own life, I start seeing things in dreams and not in dreams that made it very apparent to me that there's something beyond what I can see or mm-hmm. I'm going crazy. Mm-hmm. I don't know what my parents are praying, but certainly seeing there was something beyond just the physical realm was a challenge to my my worldview. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, I think the enemy is allowed by God at certain times in certain places, but the boundaries are set by God. The book of Job tells us that God sets the boundaries. Mm-hmm. So talk, talking about uh, talking about the start of Job, and uh, I'm not saying this happens all the time. I'm not trying to put myself into, I'm as holy as Job, and this is going to happen to me. However, it does cause a Christian to think, if you set up the if you set up the beginning of Job, it is uh, God is God is in his court. He's he's here, and then Satan comes in and essentially has a conversation. And um, I don't know if the right word would be goads God into letting him uh, take Job out and have his way with him. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, but he does, and God says, "Yeah, you can do this, this, and this to him." So, I would say it's a little different. I think okay, God okay. actually points out Job. Oh, look, the, and, look at this, and he says, "Hey, you know, there is faithful followers out there." Mm-hmm. And then the devil says, "Well, he's only faithful because you protect him." Right. You take you take such good care of him. Right. And then that leads the devil. You know, then they, the, then the devil says, "Well, I want to do this," and God says, "There's limits, mm-hmm. right?" And so there's this ongoing conversation, and so people ask, "Do I think Job's a real story?" Yes, mm-hmm. it's not just an analogy; mm-hmm. it's a real story. I do. I think um, that in this case, it's hard to understand why God did what He did mm-hmm. in Job's life. We know at the end of the story, God restores Job, but there was a lot of pain and suffering that went along with that. So the question is, why did God allow this to happen? Mm-hmm. Um, he never does answer the question. At the end, his answer is, did you make the world? Mm-hmm. Do you understand yeah, all he these goes, things? He goes on for a long time not answering yeah. the question. And he just says, I am who I am. And, mm-hmm. and at the end, Job's humbled and he's like, you're right. You're God. You know things that I don't know. Do I think that all things work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose? Yes. Does God give every detail in the story? No. Is that story there in part? What good comes out of it? We have that story uh, of a man who struggled, went through different difficult things, 
And there's some truths that we can learn that have been in the scriptures for, you know, thousands of yeah, years to help old. us. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but what it comes down to is I don't understand how all the dominoes fall. I don't understand how it all works. Do I believe enough in God's character to believe that that for whatever reason it was eternally good for him to allow what he allowed and limit the devil, show his power over the devil, show show enough in that that it's for our good to understand that book. Yeah, I think it is. Um, but going back to what we started with in 2 Corinthians 4, he's the God of this world who blinds the minds of unbelievers. Mm-hmm. Some people ask, well, then he's God. No, it's little g. Mm-hmm. He's the little g trying to, you know, we make, we worship the things that he does and, mm-hmm. as human beings and, and the world that's corrupted. And he's not, he's not calling him God. Mm-hmm. He's, he's a created creature. Uh, is he a part of the spiritual realm? Uh, that would make him different than human beings, yes. Did he have free will? Did the devil have free will? We know where he came from. Mm-hmm. We know that he, he rebelled against God. He was thrown out of heaven. Um, but he is b- being the controlling factor of the world for a time and in some outlined uh, ways. Mm-hmm. That's why uh, the devil said to Jesus, you know, um, if you'll bow down and worship me, I will give, he showed him all the kingdoms. I'll give these things to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and uh, they've been given to me and I can give them to whom I want. Well, in a sense, that's true. They, some of it's been given to him for a period of time mm-hmm. and he can do what he wants to a degree with those that worship his things or, or follow him mm-hmm. who have been deceived. Uh, and Jesus is like, no, I'm to worship God only. There's only one God creator of all things. There is a category of spiritual beings, and they do have power. Mm-hmm. They have dominion. There are principalities. The book of uh, Daniel talks about that. And they do influence and direct, and they're demonic forces who were made into idols in the, in the Old Testament worshiped, and uh, uh, fallen angels Mm-hmm. that are less than God himself, but more than man who human beings worshiped. So it's a little G, not the big G in that passage. Mm-hmm. And they were blinded to an extent. But if you go to Romans chapter one, it says that they refused people, refused to worship the creator, mm-hmm. instead worship the created things. They made a choice. So God gave them over to their delusions. Mm-hmm. Uh, so choice first. Choice. Yeah. And then that choice led to further degradation, further corruption, and and God just and you go through the book of Romans chapter one verses eighteen all the way to the end. It goes to this absolute corruption, mm-hmm. uh, worshiping demons, worshiping sex, worshiping you know themselves, and God. It says in there I think three times God gave them over, so God gave them over, mm-hmm. so God gave them over. In other words, He said, fine. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. That's what you want. You get to choose that. Mm-hmm. There are consequences. Eventually, judgment and hell. Mm-hmm. Right? And so we live in a world where God has given free will. Bad things happen. Mm-hmm. This isn't going to be heaven because people are in it. We've all right. fallen short of the glory of God. The devil has, for a time, has power within the world. But in the end, Revelation says he's locked away forever. Mm-hmm. He will In the new heaven, new earth, he'll be gone. Mm-hmm. The old order of things is gone. Our sinful nature is gone. Uh, But God is going to allow 
his enemy to work in certain times, in certain ways, with boundaries for a time. Mm-hmm. And our job is to trust God no matter what happens in our life, no matter what the enemy is allowed to do. Trust him knowing this world isn't all there is. There's something else going on. Not downplay his power right. and play with him like a he's a toy. Um, and, and not overplay him so that he's equal with God and we walk around in fear all the time. Mm-hmm. Discipleship is learning, part of discipleship is learning how to deal with the spiritual realm. And mm-hmm. too many people are ignorant, therefore they're flippant and arrogant with, with, with spiritual things, or they're walking around in terror all the time, not mm-hmm. knowing the armor that they've been given by God. And mm-hmm. discipleship is the process of helping them understand that. That's, that is a good reminder. Uh, also, it gives, uh, gives us a lot of peace, but the reminder of uh, we do have free will and what to do with it. And, and don't walk that way because the uh, end of the journey, uh, I, don't, I don't want God handing me over. Yeah, the scriptures make it very clear. Resist the devil uh, and he will flee from you. One quick bonus question I just thought of. Uh, in the end times, so when Jesus is on the earth, there's an uptick in uh, demonic activity. Demonic activity. Uh, the end times, you, you, you there's an uptick in demonic activity. So th- this kind of thing and and having a knowledge of what we uh, have uh, the ability to do to protect ourselves and uh, interact with people. Uh, just you know, kind of the difference that the Bible talks about. These guys didn't have a relationship with Jesus. They knew something about somebody that had a relationship with right. Jesus, and it didn't end well. Uh, that is probably something that um, uh, we as Christians might need to get yeah. into. Here's the truth statement. I heard it once. I don't remember I heard it. You do not win spiritual battles with physical tools. Mm. If you don't know how to use spiritual weapons mm-hmm. and you're fighting spiritual battles, you are in big trouble. Mm-hmm. And um, being able to discern demonic activity, Paul actually has a woman in a town who is demonically uh, possessed that the people don't know it, and she's going around fortune-telling. Fortune-telling. Mm-hmm. Telling people what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And she's making money at it. And now she's following around Paul and declaring, this guy speaks for God. Listen mm-hmm. to him. And Paul turns around and rebukes the devil and casts out the demon. Of course, they get really upset with him, put him in jail, because that was their way of yeah. making money through her. Yeah. Why was the devil Why was the devil uh, working through a woman to go around saying, this guy speaks for the Son of God. Listen to him. Uh, to win the trust of everyone. Yep, because mm-hmm. when Paul leaves, now he's infiltrated that group. Discernment is a super powerful thing. Knowing the word, the devil is deceptive. Mm-hmm. And, you know, these people are like, but they know the truth. Well, the devil has the ability to see things too and make things happen. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean they're of God. That's why the Bible says there's, they're going to be false miracle workers. Mm-hmm that have power too. The devil has an ex- the ability to have power too. Mm-hmm. Part of what we have to do is know the word so well that we are familiar with the Lord's voice and we will not follow 
uh, a false shepherd. Mm-hmm. That's John 10. So that's why discipleship and understanding this issue right. is really a powerful thing. All right. Uh, thanks for answering the bonus question. And uh, thanks for your time today, Jim. Yep.